Independently owned and locally operated since 1975, this is KFCF Fresno. It's not a choice. It's genetic. It's not a choice. God made us that way. It's not a choice. Hypothalamus? It's not a choice. They're gay animals. Here on KFCF 88.1. And good evening. Welcome to It's a Queer Thing. Tiff will be along in a minute. She got caught in traffic, it looks like. I'm Rich Withers. I'm the station manager here at KFCF. And if you haven't heard, Jeff Robinson, who has done It's a Queer Thing for over 30 years here on the station, uh, died last week. And we are doing a tribute show here today for Jeff. And we are going to be uh, featuring a little interview I did with Jeff. We're going to start with that. Uh, I did that when we had a KFCF meet and greet honoring Jeff back in 2018. And then after that, we've got uh, some audio from the remembrance they did for Jeff at the uh, Tower Theater kiosk, which is across the street from the Tower Theater, uh, the parking lot there where the chicken pie shop is and all the protests for uh, Save the Tower Theater. All that and more coming up this hour here on It's a Queer Thing. Jeffrey Robinson. I've known Jeff for, was it 30 years probably? Yeah. Longer? Easily. Yeah, because you were coming in doing interviews on the station before you started doing the show. Yeah. It was you and Tom and Liz. Yep. In the early days, and you were involved in a lot of the ACT UP stuff and some other uh, things that were going on back in the early days. And, uh, you know, there was the whole uh, AIDS thing going on and fighting the county, trying to get health care for people who had AIDS, trying to get the hospital to open up to taking care of people and treating them. Uh, You did a lot. You had to exhibit certain type of traits, and if you were at all different, uh, you were very quickly labeled as being gay. And that's not the term they would have used. They would have used the F word on us or the D word and uh, really would kind of like hold us accountable for stuff that might have made them uncomfortable. So the ideal that people's gender can be fluid or that folks can be both male and female at the same time, uh, gender fluidity, the fact that uh, not all men are going to cut wood and go out and ride a horse or bronc a buck, or go to and the all women State are going to be barefoot. Or whatever, yeah, yeah, exactly, or be barefoot cooking in the kitchen and having babies. Uh, that was in the uh, the eighties, between like nineteen eighty and nineteen eighty nine, when we all got involved with this and trying to change those perceptions, trying to say that all lives matter, all lives matter, and that uh, queer lives matter. And so when you bring up the HIV fight with the ACT UP that we were all involved in and uh, the Fresno County going to cut off funding for the only nurse, one nurse in the Valley that was providing services to HIV patients to have them defund her and terminate her was what led ACT UP and us to go into the County Board of Supervisors meeting and steal their meeting from them. Right, And although people really uh, have a, a very strong opinion, both gay and lesbian and straight people had opinion about us doing that, that we were doing nothing but uh, rocking the apple cart and making a bad precedent, we saved that nurse's job. Right. And we saved those people that vitally needed that nurse to provide services in those early days. Now, you know, you don't think too much of it. There's, you know... All sorts of uh, health care and you know, provisions in the hospitals and doctors, and it's changed entirely. And you know, that wasn't that long ago. You've been involved in a lot of other activities since then. The Imperial Dove Court, something you've been involved in. The uh, Gay Pride Parade in Fresno. How long has that been going now? Uh, actually, the parade and the radio show really coincide with each other. So we had our first parade 28 years ago in June, and then in July we had our first radio show. So it, they were all kind of connected and interrelated. So uh, for me, it's like the trifecta, really. Right. And then there was the, the film festival you were involved in getting that started. And just lots of other activities. You've been a community link paper, and mm-hmm. you've just been a pillar of you know, the uh, LGBTQ community. And, you know, we really do appreciate it, Jeff. I just want to say thank you for being there for everybody. Not only for the people who are LGBTQ, but for all the other people, educating them, letting them learn that... No reason to be scared of gay people. You know, there's no reason to be frightened of them. You know, they're fun. You know, the, the, you know, you have a good time. You know, hang out with some gay people and party down, and you know, you, it's going to be a great time. So I want to thank KFCF because uh, you, you particularly, because you were our technician in the early days. You really worked with us, not having a clue about the soundboards or quality or what we were doing. 
And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you gave people that had never been on the radio before a chance to develop. And I think over 28 years, this program has grown to actually be one of one of the quality programs. But it wasn't that way in the very beginning. It was a trade wreck. There, and there were times I, that yes. you were trying to read stuff. and Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then tried to interview people behind me and do the board. Right. Um, but you guys sat with us. You made a commitment to our community to put our voices out there. And I really appreciate you, uh, the KCFCF board from way back 28 years ago all the way through that has stuck with us and kept us going, not changed our time slots, not, you know, kind of monkeyed us around and moved us to strange hours. And it's really been this beautiful relationship. But I thank you guys for giving this community that opportunity. You know, I'm glad that we could do it and glad that we could educate people. And, you know, that to me was a very important part of it is, you know, letting people hear the voices of gay activists and understanding, you know, what the issues that are going on, hearing about the film festivals, about the parade and realizing that you can come out, join everybody and have a good time and be part of the community and, and make and welcome them as part of our community and make it all one big friendly Inclusiveness. thing. Inclusiveness. Yeah. Inclusiveness. I mean, I remember the first gay pride parade. There were KKK members lining the, the route. You don't see that now, do you? you know, no, no, we don't, and I'm really thankful for that. Probably for the first three years, the Klan made a, a point of coming in their full regalia, right. which is something that most Fresno people, even conservative people, did not realize that there were people that wore white robes and hoods that actually came out and protested us. And those early days, it was a huge struggle. There was death threats and other things that came in over that kind of stuff but we got calls at the station yeah we we persevered we pushed through we weren't going to be intimidated we knew what we were doing was right you know that very first parade was one of those things that our community was even afraid of Mm-hmm. And there were 12 of us, and we just kept saying we're doing the right thing. And we had members of our own community that fought back and would, was trying to organize the Tower District merchants to get the city not to issue us permits. So, you know, not only were we trying to educate the broader community and trying to do something new for the community, we were also trying to get our fellow brothers and sisters to be okay with what we were doing. And it took it took a few years. That first year, the parade was over within probably about five minutes. It was after. And that was an interview with uh, Jeff, and that took place in November of 2018. And Jeff was the recipient of our meet and greet honoring Jeff. And it's a queer thing because he'd been on the air for a long time. And joining us here is Tiffany. Hi there. How are you doing? Hey, everybody. How are you? You holding up pretty well? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, what's the first song we've got here? We're going to listen to a little music, and then we'll get back to some interviews. We're going to listen to some Joy Aladokun and Maren Morris. Welcome back to 88.1 KFCF. It's a queer thing. That was just Joy Aladokin, Mary Morris, Bigger Man. And Jeff always loved his music. You know, I, I remember him uh, dancing around the trailer when we were in the trailer out behind the studios when we were rebuilding them years ago. And, uh, you know, wondering if the trailer was going to stay on its uh, jacks. <laughs> Jeff just dancing and having a great time with the music. Next, we're going to hear from uh, the event we had this last Saturday, the Remembrance of Jeff. And one of the speakers was... Tracy Cisneros. Hi, everybody. So, yeah, my name is Tracy Cisneros. I'm the volunteer coordinator for Fresno Rainbow Pride Parade and Festival. Thank you all. On behalf of the entire committee, thank you all for coming today. It was my task to speak for the community and for. And I scoured the many online tributes, messages, and posts. Jeffrey, the gay mayor of Fresno, had so many to choose and so much to read. Y'all gave me so much joy and brought tears. And the same sentiments were repeated over and over again. Activists. Leader, mentor, hero, friend, papa. One of my favorite quotes said, The world has gotten a bit darker, but the heavens a bit sassier. Thank you, Reno, for that one. So there was one tribute in particular that touched me, and I hope she doesn't mind my sharing, but her name is Janae, and she recalled a time she saw Jeff here in the parking lot protesting just recently. The fact that we still have to boggles the mind, but 
It had been 25 years since she had, since she had seen him, and she was convinced he wouldn't recognize her. She said, hi, Jeff, do you remember me? He said, of course I remember you, Janae. How are you? She goes on to say, you gave me the biggest hug. I told you how I was so grateful to you, providing a safe space for me when I was 15 years old. How your words always stuck with me. You're not alone, Jay. Janae, you have a community. You took me under your wing during a very pivotal time. You gave me a place to feel safe and cared for. Thank you. I am so tremendously grateful for your contribution to our community. I am grateful for your deposit of hope and love into my life, and I am most certain many others. May your legacy live on. And you're right, Janae, it will. He did deposit so much love in our lives and hope. Lots and lots of hope for this community and for all of us in it. So while I've been an ally since uh, my teens, my volunteer journey with this committee is my first official act of activism for the queer community. My anger and a strong desire to put that energy into something good is what brought me here, but it was Jeffrey's passion that kept me. From the day I first met him at my introductory pride meeting for the planning committee, I could tell he was a man on a mission. His mission really didn't have anything to do with the parade or a festival or really a celebration of any kind. It was clear his mission was to encourage inspire and grow the activists and leaders of the future he knew that the most important thing of all was to educate the ones that will take up the torch teach them why the torch had to be lit to begin with and about all the strong people who would carry it before them the importance of keeping it lit and moving it forward through many a grumpy lesson at our planning committee meetings our teacher taught us our value our worth and that we were capable of much more than we gave ourselves credit for He taught me a valuable lesson of my own. As a straight ally, I always thought my place was in silent support of this community, that my value was just in getting things done unseen and unheard. It was Jeffrey who helped me recognize my true value. He put me out in front, and he gave me permission to take charge and take the lead on many problems, whether or not I felt I was capable of or even wanted to. He praised me for my commitment to all of you. As a mother, I feel my allyship now more than ever. I strive to create the same safe space in my home and in my arms that Jeffrey did for so many of you. To my fellow allies and parents of rainbow children, I challenge you to find your voice. Get out there for your children and for those who feel alone. Your love is a valuable commodity and your voice can ring louder than thunder. So let them hear you. And that's Tracy Cisneros from the event that took place this last Saturday in the uh, chicken pie shop parking lot, a remembrance of Jeff. A bunch of people got together and had a little remembrance of Jeff. So I first met Jeff over 30 years ago. I was at the Board of Supervisors, and uh, they were doing a budget meeting, which is one of the most boring Board of Supervisors meetings you can imagine. And they have these huge doors that go from floor to ceiling, big, huge wood doors, two of them. And I'm sitting there almost falling asleep, and suddenly the doors fly open, and here comes Jeff and Tom and Liz in their act-up shirts. And they were there to uh, try to convince the county not to cut budget positions for a nurse and funding for AIDS. And that, that was when I first met Jeff. And then after that, uh, a week or two later, there was a big scandal when a KRZR, a rock and roll station, had a manly man show. And they were talking about how to bash gays and stuff on the show in the mornings. And Jeff came on and we talked about that. And then we decided it was time to do a radio show. And that's that's where I first met Jeff. Where would you meet him, Tiff? I actually met Jeff when I was in youth group, so I'm 30 years now. So I was about 18 when I first met Jeff, and I think it was like my second or third week there. He was like, oh, I need someone to help with the DJ at my radio show, and I love radio, So and I love music, so I was like, I'll do it. And that was, what, almost 11 to 12 years ago. Wow. And we all... We all uh, miss Jeff greatly already, and uh, he was such a shaker and a mover in the community. The next speaker, or one of the other speakers at the event, was uh, Chris Jarvis, and uh, Chris has been very active in the uh, community. He uh, ran the community center for a long time and uh, just involved in all sorts of things, and uh, here's Chris. Wow. So I knew I was going to hold it together until the loss. What a huge shock to every Basorian. He's probably, but look at the other side of it. We got to look at what a gift. How many communities get somebody like this to stand up for us for over 30 years? Amazing. Just amazing. 
Juan, uh, I am so sorry. My heart goes out to you. I have a husband of 26 years. I can only imagine uh, what it's like. But we are here to support you. So other people have mentioned this, but some of the things Jeff did, CEO of Community Link, uh, the youth group, the senior group, uh, the It's a Queer Thing radio show, of course, the Pride Parade and Festival. I think I've missed one Pride Parade since they all started. And if you go home today, do yourself a favor, go on YouTube and search for Fresno Queer Nation, and you'll see a video with Jeff and the group Queer Nation. In 1992, here at the Pride Parade that I filmed, they had a group and they surrounded the actual KKK with a KKK member in a pink robe. Um, it's a short video, you'll love it. Take a look at it. I remember what Fresno was like without a Pride Parade. It's a different place. And we need to thank Jeff and all the volunteers that every year puts this festival and Pride Parade together because it's a huge task. Can we please give them a round of applause? I knew Jeff for about 25 years. Our relationship was based on a couple of things, mainly what we could do for the LGBTQ community in Fresno. I used to run a community center that was right down the street here. And we bonded over two things specifically, politics and LGBTQ history. So Jeff started a new, a new project a, a few years ago called Quistry, and uh, he called me up one day and he asked me if I'd be a part of it. We had just closed the community center a few months earlier, and I, at that time, was needing a break and didn't really want to get back into an organization. But I knew what the, what the group was going to be about, and I was passionate about it. And we lose people in this community all the time, and their stories don't get told. And so I went to the meeting uh, with Jeff and met Kat, Jules, other people, Cindy was there, I think, and, and we started talking about what we could do in the community, and we, we kept going with Quistry. We kind of got sidetracked by COVID, and we had to put a big pause on it. But if you ever talk to Jeff about LGBTQ history in the Central Valley, he lit up. He loved to talk about it, so much so that sometimes Kat and I had to say, okay, we need to move this meeting along, Jeff. But it was something to see. He was very passionate about it. I'm very passionate about it. Kat's very passionate about it, hoping that that will continue to go on in some. I did his radio show many times, and we would discuss the latest political issues. It's not easy to find someone who wants to talk to you politically. So that was something I really appreciated with Jeff. He and I could sit and talk politics forever, and that's because those conversations lead to change. Don't ever let anyone tell you that politics is something not to be talked about. Politics is about civil rights. Politics is about women's rights. Politics is about racial justice. Politics is about gender justice. Politics is laws and taxes and everything that affects us every single day. So when somebody says they don't do politics, well, then they don't do civil rights. They don't do any of those issues. You have to talk about politics. You have to get into it. One of the thoughts I had on Thursday, the day after we lost Jeff, was something that I think we all go through when we lose somebody and it hits us at different times and you realize I can't pick up the phone and talk to that person I can't text them and that kind of threw me for a loop I can't talk to Jeff any I can't talk over the latest breaking headlines with him the stuff that's affecting the LGBTQ community I can't barter back and forth about what the latest news is you know what I would want to talk with Jeff about right now I'd want to talk about how Texas is trying to make it worthy of investigating a parent who chooses to get medical help for their transgender child or about the new don't say gay law in Florida that disallows discussions on LGBTQ issues in school and allows teachers to out LGBTQ students to their parents. I'd want to talk about the efforts in Idaho to call for a life sentence, a life sentence for parents who are trying to help their trans kids get gender confirmation, or about people burning books, or about Virginia encouraging the reporting of teachers who discuss racial justice, or about the abortion ban in Texas, or Georgia jumping on the don't say gay bandwagon. These are the things Jeff and I would talk about, and I'm going to miss that. At the last Pride uh, Festival, before COVID shut everything down, I was tasked with doing the Quistery booth at, at the Pride Festival. I knew Jeff had a lot of stuff um, and that I could probably get some things from him. At the time, I was thinking old copies of Newslink or Front Page or no, anything that I could get from him to, to use in the booth. I thought, knowing Jeff, that he was just going to get these items and give them to me, which was fine. But then one day he said to Kat and I, he said, why don't you come over with me to the storage unit? I don't know if you guys know what that means with Jeff, but there are about nine to 11 storage units, bottom to top with memorabilia from Fresno's LGBTQ community. You would not believe it if you saw it. Kat and I literally stood outside, just one, just one of them, and our jaws hit the floor. He's got everything from the last 30 years, matchbooks, 
programs from IDC events, and they're in pristine shape. Um, it's 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 truly amazing. Um, so he and he allowed me, and I, I, knowing Jeff, I thought, well, he'll pick the items for me, even though I'm pointing to what I want. He's not going to let me actually touch them, but he let me go in and go through things and go through boxes and take entire boxes of things so I could scan the newspapers and some of the photos so I could use them. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, it's kind of like a Disney ticket. Everybody will see that. It's a show, absolutely. Um, who a leader is and how they present themselves is everything. We all know leaders that are pre preceded into the room by their egos. That was not Jeff. When Jeff walked into a room attending an event, he didn't do it with the presence of his history. He didn't do it wearing the label of icon. He walked in as a person, a member of the community. He walked in as himself. He didn't have an air of superiority about him, despite what he had accomplished. And even at events where he was being honored, he didn't have that. He walked in as a real person. Now, he did have the resting bitch face that I think we all know about Jeff. So sometimes he didn't look really happy to be there, and sometimes he wasn't. Um, but he had humility. Humility is something that I personally hold in the highest regard for not just anybody on the street, but leaders especially. You have to know that even though you're a leader, you're no better than anyone else in the room. You simply have the opportunity to make a difference. You have the time, you have the resources, the talent to forge a path that affords opportunity to others. Uh, that's what Jeff did. And you can't not do it. It's a passion. You have to keep doing it. Like when he got me to join Quistry, I went back and forth for a couple of weeks and I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not getting back out there. I had just run a community center for seven years, been on a board of a nonprofit for longer than that. And I, I'd had enough for a while. I felt like I needed a break, but I'm glad that he got me back. We have to move forward from this point. As much as we miss Jeff, Jeff would want us to keep the work going each and every one of us. Now, whatever that means to, to whoever is out here, it doesn't mean we're all going to be on the board of a nonprofit. It doesn't mean we're all going to run a pride parade. But you can make a difference every day in somebody's life. And sometimes those little incremental differences expand, expand into this. So please do it. It may mean that you're volunteering. It may mean that you're writing your congressman. It may mean that you're hosting a party where you're writing postcards to the demons in Texas who are doing these awful things to trans kids. It may mean any number of things. Jeff made a difference. We all should as well. Whatever you can do, do it. So do what Jeff did his entire life. Be open to others, to discussions, to conversations. But always do so in the presence of truth. Jeff may have, it may have you may have tried to challenge Jeff on a number of things, but if you tried to challenge him on facts, on truth, you're going to lose. Because he did his research. He knew what was up. He knew what laws were on the books. He knew what was going on. Jeff was here for the community, and now we all have to be here for each other. Never be afraid to stand up, to reach out, and to intervene. Never be afraid to speak your mind. Thank you. And you're listening to 88.1, It's a Queer Thing, on this third Friday of the month, as we're remembering Mr. Jeff Afina. And we're going to switch to Jason Mraz, Be Where Your Feet Are. Feels like I'm surfing on a sound wave. Zooming through the universe. Feels like we're bouncing off the light waves. I bounce so hard, sometimes it hurts. I'm gonna be right here. And this is 88.1 KFC. It's a queer thing. That was Jason Mraz with Be With Your Feet Are. And we are remembering Jeff Robinson, who passed away last week. He hosted It's a Queer Thing here on KFCF for over 30 years. Next, we have from the Remembrance last Saturday, Peter Robertson. Peter was a young man who uh, went to Fresno State with Jeff and uh, was very involved in all sorts of activities in the uh, LGBTQ community. And he uh, is now a public information officer out at Fresno State and doing a lot there for the uh, LGBTQ community. Let's listen to Peter. So I titled this... Uh, like a bridge over troubled waters. Jeffrey Robinson, 35 years ago, when we were both undergraduate students, in 1987, when the United Student Pride booth was burned, in 1989, when the, KKK, when the KKK was on campus to protest our little student club, Cleve Jones and the Fresno City Bulldrags, Jeff was there. Later that same semester, when 25 students protested the power within student government and were subsequently arrested, Jeff was there. Throughout many incidents such as this, when times got rough and friends couldn't be found, 
Jeff was our bridge over troubled waters. He inspired my social justice activism advocate, which remains to this day. Jeff was a humble and quiet leader whose tireless leadership touched the lives of so many in our community. A handful of these examples include coordinating Fresno Pride Parade in Wood, keeping Fresno Real Pride Film Festival up and running when it was extinction, and hosting It's a Queer Thing on KFC Richard Withers for three decades, and also holding the title of Emperor 26 with the Imperial Dove Court in Fresno. In 2015, Jeff was selected for the honor of being the keynote alumni speaker for Fresno State's second annual Rainbow Graduation Celebration. And recently, he also donated to and volunteered with three additional LGBT projects at Fresno State. The Rainbow Archives with the Madden Library, the Keystory Project with the College of Social Sciences and Capital Bear, and donating, I'm not, donating to the Zoyers and Dell MSW Scholarship Fund with the College of Health and Human Services. This donation, he told me, he told me not to tell you one, but it was quite generous. So thank you. Thank you for all being here today. Thank you to Jeff for being a part of the solution, for leading by example and uplifting our community. And finally, thank you, Juan, for sharing him with all of us since the very beginning of your relationship. Together, we're all the better for it. So to our dear Jeff, thank you for being our collective bridge over troubled waters. We love you. We miss you. Rest in power. Thank you. Mr. Bulldog Pride, Mr. Bulldog Pride, Peter Robertson from uh, the tribute to Jeff last Saturday at the uh, Chicken Pie Shop parking lot in across from the Tower Theater. And Jeff's been out there every week almost for the last 60-something weeks when we were protesting the uh, potential sale of the uh, Tower Theater to the Adventure Church. And Jeff is very much a part of the community. And, uh, you know, he was definitely, you know, didn't saw that as a homophobic attack on the Tower District by the church. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Robin McGee, who uh, was uh, part of the uh, ceremony. This is going to be very hard for me, and I'm sorry, but I still am in shock and awe, and I still haven't let it out. I do some today. I apologize. The stupidest mistake I made is I go up to Leilani and I say, after I was invited to speak, came on here. I know what a tremendous love you were of Jeff's, and I only know Leilani from Facebook and how brilliantly beautiful. I see this person, I don't know who Paul is. And I walk up and I see Paul and I and the entrance I was like, this joke is on me, Jeff, isn't it? And the lesson that we have here today is ripple effect. I want you to all just take a moment and look around. And this is the ripple effect of Jeff Robinson. And it doesn't end when we leave today. It should continue and it should become a tidal wave in his honor. So as I got the invitation to speak, I have to tell you, it is the only thing I've ever done. The only fight and the only gay message I've ever wanted to turn down. Because I didn't want to have to come up here and remember someone who I love so dearly. But I thank you, Juan, and I am so sorry that you were robbed. And I am grateful to the Fresno Rainbow Pride and festival for throwing something together in less than a week that looks like this because it's not easy to organize people and they knew that he deserved this and I thank you for taking the time to come out and I thank them for including me in this moment so as I thought about what I'd say I thought how in the hell do you remember an icon, a legend, a god among men? And the only way that I could think is to think of what are the qualities that he left us with. And that is love, that is pride, and that is fight. I know a lot of people have issue with Facebook land, but I'll tell you that I stalk all of you. I'm a Facebook stalker, and I Facebook stalk Jeff. And I have watched the love affair between he and his husband for years, even as recently as February, and watching Jeff post their vows in a remembrance of the times that they met and sharing the love affair of a meeting in a moment that they thought was only going to be a few days turned into decades. Who gets that lucky? And it doesn't feel very lucky right now, I know. But he taught us love, to love and to give back to our human, whoever that human is that we choose it to be. He taught us to love the people around us and the people that I know he loved the most, and I know some of you are out there, are his youth. 
that he looked at as his kids while working with him with the Gay Straight Alliance Network. It was amazing to watch him transform people who had been hated, who had been ostracized from their family, find community and find hope and to start to build a better community because he loved them. And I am so proud of all of you that I know and see in this audience today that he helped raise, that you are now giving back. And I want to see you continue to give back in his honor because that's how you love him back. Most of you know me as the crazy, bullhorn-carrying lesbian. Peter was even laughing at it as he left the stage. But when I hit the borders of Fresno, I was a closeted, married to a man, woman, who needed hope. And if it had not been for Newslink and Community Link advertising that there was a church in this town that loved me and that would accept me and that would welcome me, I don't know where I would have been. So I am that young person, that young adult trying to find peace. I'm that young adult wanting to fight back when their family was being discriminated against. And Jeffrey Robinson was there from the very beginning and has been there to the very end. And I will be that senior that he supported, loving my wife and getting through the morning together when one of us passes and trying to survive as we grow old together. And I know all of you here were loved by him because he loved unity. He loved us every freaking year that he stood outside Irene's and he rallied the people to look at what we have created in this small town, conservative town of Fresno. And I promise you in June, there will be people that will walk the street not knowing that that man is gone and they will mourn again, just like we are mourning today. Finally, he taught us fight. Love, pride, and fight. And you can't have pride if you can't fight for it. And so the first thing I want to say, and I apologize if this offends anyone, but Haley, that was the best freaking speech. There's nobody that's going to give a better speech. And you are absolutely right that that man should not have had to run groups. He shouldn't have had to go to classrooms. He shouldn't have had to do anything but tell his history with Christine and start making memories about the fight that he's had to fight. But that Lawrence of Bay can kiss my ass because he should not have had to stand here and defend his community and fight for his dignity in the place that he called home. But he did it. And that's the fight that matters. And I pray that all of you will be here at Pride and you'll hold your fist in the air and you'll stand with me when I say Fresno, you say Pride. Fresno! Pride! When I say Jeff, you say thank you. Jeff, thank you! Jeff, thank you! There is not a way to recognize an icon or a legend or a god among men. There is not. The only thing that we can do is live by the principle that was his life, and that is love, that is pride, and that is fight. And in the words of Elton John, we lost his candle way, way too soon. But the legacy is going to freaking live on. I don't care if it's the last thing I can do. I love you guys. And welcome back to 88.1 KFCF. It's a queer thing. We are remembering Jeff Fafina, a.k.a. Jeffrey Robinson. That was Robin McGee, and we're going to move on to Carol Goldsmith. No uh, for that. Um, no pressure. It's Carol Goldsmith, and I was the president of Fresno City College, and now I'm the chief of the Colleges of State Center, which is in Fresno, the oldest college, or the newest clothes, and Reedley College, and then we even serve Oakhurst. And, uh, I'm not here today as the chancellor, but I'm here today as uh, somebody who's known Jeff for a long time. And Peter came up here and talked about what happened at Fresno State. I was a student then, and I remember watching those two guys, and I thought, God, you guys are crazy because you're going to get your ass beat. I was that student who looked up to them because of their bravery. Because while I was out to a few, I wasn't out like they were. That was bravery. That was bravery because people did get beat up. People did lose their lives. The KKK did come in this very parking lot. We saw them right here. And it's sad that it's 2022 and they're still here. But you know what? With what's going on in Florida, I want to say gay a whole lot more. I wanted to just be the president. I didn't want to be the gay president. I wanted to be the chancellor, not the gay can chancellor. Because of Jeff's work and Peter's work and Robin's work. I'm going to say gay. I'm going to say gay. And I'm going to say gay because gay is love is love. 
that's what Jeff would want us to do. So that wasn't part of the speech. I think that was Jeff just tapping me saying, girl, you got to say that. Because I wanted to talk about his bravery at a time when people weren't necessarily all that brave. And Juan, I've known you a long time, and I'm so thankful that you've shared Jeff with so many of us. When I came back from Fresno after going to West Hills and serving there for a number of years, Jeff was one of the first people to call me and welcome me home. And you may recall what happened in Kingsburg when a young woman by the name of Jewel, who's a Fresno City College alum, now former student, was trying to get that little town to raise their... Well, you know, it was defeated, but it wasn't just defeated. She faced a lot of hate and a lot of just ugly things. And it was people like... Jeffrey Robinson and Annalisa Preya who called me and said, we need to do something. And so I had an opportunity to work with Jeff and so many of you in this audience to write a resolution that the board passed that talked about recognizing June as Pride Month. And we went through, you did all the whereases. You can understand that, Councilwoman. There's a lot of whereases in those resolutions. But it's an opportunity to tell the history, to tell the history of what's happened and where we aspire to be. And that last sentence it encouraged the colleges to fly the flag at their college. And so Jeff, being Jeff, had to teach me a lot about flags. <laughs> which is the right flag to fly? Which flag should we fly? How big should it be? And if you go back and look at some of his posts before he went to the hospital, he posted a great article about all the different flags and the history of the flag, and I encourage you all to look at that. So he was there with me when we raised the flag, and I never thought a kid from a small town who got kicked out of her house for being gay would be the president of a college to fly flag and that was because I had friends like Jeff pushing me to do what's right and I had a supportive board and many of the board members are here thank you Annalisa Correa thank you President Johnson for being here thank you all for being here actually but he just didn't stop there and so while he was in the audience and helped me write the resolution with so many of you we were working with uh, the mayor at the time and the mayor happened to be in the audience but Jeff didn't give up there and so he got some audience members with council members thank you for the pressure and I had the opportunity, the honor to join Jeffrey and many of our, mem- our leaders in faith. Think about that. Our church leaders going to the city and saying, we need to raise the flag. And that was because of Jeff. No, oh, give it a round of applause. That was because of Jeff. So I want, you know, we've talked a lot about his bravery and what he's done and who he's been, but I want to take a moment to think about where you're feeling right now. So if you just join me for a minute, close your eyes. And I want you to think about the first time you met Jeff. Yeah, think about that first time. Now think about the last communication you had with him and all the times in between. I think we can all agree that he was a light bearer in dark times. You say that again, he was a light bearer in dark times. These last two years, we've all been on the verge of tears. Well, and frankly, it's actually, let's think about it. It's not just been the pandemic. It's been many years before then, and we had some trying times in our nation. And for those of us who lived here when Peter and Jeffrey and Juan were trying to do things for the first time, whether it's the Pride Parade or the film festival, we saw the KKK come out. We saw a surge of hate, bigotry, and homophobic rhetoric like we're seeing now again. But Jeff was there each and every time, right? Jeff was there. He welcomed you in your home if you got kicked out of your home. He gave you love and he gave you support. He gave us light and emotional support. He was a grief counselor to many of us when we lost our parents or our loved ones. He was always there for people in real time. In real time, he always made time for every one of us. And I think you're feeling that right now. So his role, Jeff, and thank you for supporting him. His role for many of us was really to be our honest, genuine supporter. The one who provided that sense of vibrance and emotional uplift and maybe a kick in the pants when we needed it. Many knew him as a father figure. Many knew him as an uncle or a friend or an advocate. And I say to you, as we heard from Robin, his life was an act of pride, and he had to fight for both. So I encourage you today, when you leave here today, think about the times and the fights that he did. And I encourage you to live your life with the same level of vibrance and flair, colorful love, and an unapologetic approach to saying, I love you no matter what, because here's the dramatic flair I think Jeff would like. We are all created equal. We are all created equal. And Jeff Robinson, we love you. We love you, Juan. Rest in power, Fred. We love you. Carol Goldsmith speaking at the remembrance for Jeff Robinson last Saturday. 
This is It's a Queer Thing on KFCF Fresno. I'm Rich Withers, and uh, joining me here is uh, Tiffany. Hi, Tiff. Hello, hello. And uh, it's been tough editing this for me. Um, they say that, you know, uh, a lot of times that, you know, when women uh, gain weight, they, they say it's water. <laughs> I've probably lost five pounds from crying. That's understandable. Yeah, me too. It's me been too. really, really tough. Anyway, let's move along. We don't have a lot of time. Here's Haley White speaking last Saturday. Okay, before I start, I just want to thank the organizers of today's event for asking me to say a few words. I feel very honored and kind of like I don't deserve to be up here. I know so many people who looked up to Jeffrey Robinson as others who started their advocacy journeys with him or through being inspired by him, and others still who count him as the very reason they are alive today. I myself have only known Jeffrey a handful of years, And I really only got close to him over the course of the last 14 months during the fight to save Tower. Though I never had this conversation with him outright, I believe Jeffrey and I were kindred spirits. Though we only knew each other a relatively short time, we had a deep bond and I loved him greatly. I immensely valued him as a confidant and a thought partner. And the cool thing is, I'm fairly certain that this giant of a man felt the same way about me. I say this as a person far more likely to assume everybody hates me than anybody likes me, so take that into account. I realize it's quite possible that I'm not that special, and maybe I meant less to Jeffrey than I thought I did. It's possible that he just made everyone he came across feel loved and seen and valued and heard. I think that's just as likely a possibility. And if so, I marvel even more at his genuine curiosity and investment in others' well-being at his capacity for human connection, his ability for making the most closed off among us feel seen and understood, and for his agopic nurturing nature in general. I know many of you credit Jeffrey with helping you come out to your parents, transition through major personal and external changes, navigate what it means to be openly queer in a world that is not always kind to people that are thought of as other. I know many of you have fought alongside him, built nonprofits and events and community itself with him for decades. I know most of us here today understand from the great personal loss of the man There's an added layer of immense collective loss in having a person like Jeffrey leave us far before his times. We mourn him and his legacy and the fact that future projects won't have his leadership and input. Like many of you, my emotions have run the gamut this week with my primary states oscillating between disbelief and overwhelming sadness. But I'm also really angry. I'm so mad that in 2022, our world is still one where someone like Jeffrey couldn't spend his lifetime simply existing and enjoying it without having to fight so hard and tirelessly for himself and others to simply love, to simply be. Though his talent and passion for community work and his heart for struggling youth were unmistakable and instinctual, I am angered that those talents and passions were so needed. I can't help but wonder what else he could have done and been if he were free to simply love his husband and be whatever he wanted to be without it being necessary for him and people like him to be the voices, the advocates, the leaders, the fighters that they are for us all through their lifetimes. Queer people and members of other traditionally marginalized communities often have a harder existence from the jump. I know I'm speaking to the choir here. Many of us are bullied, misunderstood, often estranged from the very people who brought us into the world. And we spend our lives fighting against that absurdity because the only other option is to not fight, to let it win. And in the fighting, we endure more bullying, more misunderstanding, more estrangement from people who might otherwise see our humanity if they weren't so susceptible to religious manipulation or whatever else it might be that makes them capable of hate. It's no wonder in historically marginalized groups like ours, like the queer community, that those who are not murdered or killed by their own hand often still have shorter life expectancies than people in groups who are not other. And then these painstakingly curated communities like this one right here that are formed out of resilience and defiance and absolute necessity. These communities that are already vulnerable because of the very nature of their existence are impacted by those deaths of their community like leaders and advocacy heroes with far more excruciating layers of grief because we need these people helping our youth, helping our questioning, helping our transitioning, and helping all of us untangle the great lie that we are somehow flawed or less than or undeserved. This is the part where I wish I had something really hopeful to say, but our world is still pretty 
And there are over 200 anti-queer legislation and amendments that people in our government are trying to pass. So the work, for better or worse, remains vital. And Jeffrey Robinson is leaving some pretty damn big shoes. So if you loved him like I did, like I do, if you are in awe of his leadership and compassion and passion, and you aren't already someone invested in this work, I urge you to please best honor his memory by stepping up and becoming a volunteer or a donor or a community organizer or whatever it is that works best for your lifestyle and capacity. I know some people thought that he was from the old guard and not always supportive of the newer efforts happening in town. He and I talked about that a lot, and I want you to know he rooted for everyone. He would sometimes get annoyed when he saw young, excited new advocates begin projects without checking what resources and programs are already available. Because sometimes by making a new group that does the exact same thing as another existing group, participation and funding and resources are split, and then both groups die. <laughs> he was thrilled to see younger generations taking up the torch. We are all here because we looked up to him and loved him. But also, he was so proud of all of us. He was rooting for everyone. I'm going to close today just by saying I hope we all carry him with us, not just in our hearts, but in a way where we strive to live more like him, fight more like him, and perhaps most importantly, love more like him. We owe him that. And through doing the work and loving him and loving like him, we'll carry him not just in our hearts, but through us and future generations. Thank you all for letting me speak today. And this is 88.1 KFCF, It's a Queer Thing, remembering Jeffrey Robinson, a.k.a. Jeff Afina. We're going to listen to Juan, Jeff's husband, for our last speaker of today um, from the event on Saturday as well. Thank you guys all so much for coming. Uh, one of the things I remember, I was at the hospital, because they would ask, uh, first off, they who I was, because it would always be relationship your son, as, not your son, as your dad, your brother. It's like... And I tried to educate them like Jeff would. Maybe you should stop at what is your relationship to the person? And then keep your mouth shut and wait until you hear from that person. And when I would sit there and say, I'm his husband, you would always hear, okay. And so it just pissed me off. And I'm looking at it and it says, love wins, but love never should have happened. And I remember when I went, went there and believe would help me find him. It was the hardest thing. And I kept my composure. I kept my I kept my kindness. And every time I lost it, I pull it back together. And then just ask, please help me find my husband. Just please help me find him. Sorry. But when I found him, and I found out the floor he was on, and they let me go out. One of the things is, currently uh, there's a doorbell. You know, you ring it and they're supposed to let you in. But I was getting to my husband. One way, nothing was going to stop me. And I remember telling them, if you're not going to help me get out of my, I'm going to, I'm going to get to you. You're not going to stop me, but I need you to help me. I'm just telling you a threat. So anyway, there was a doorbell. I missed it. I pulled those doors open. Those doors are not light. Those doors are very heavy. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is a really hospital. It's supposed to be ADA compliant. Whatever. I just remember doing that and I was going to get to him and I got to him. One of the first things he told me is he was sorry that he was there. He was sorry he did that. I'll care. I told him you better to get home. Unfortunately, so, and then I remember, like I said, they would ask, they would ask me, you know, does, uh, are his before? Did he have any? And then I felt guilty for saying that. Though his biological was dirty, he was done. They wouldn't accept him. And some of you guys know that story. Uh, and so it when I would say that, it was hard for me because I didn't know how to explain that. You guys are his family. And trying to, and I remember, you all know Jeff was a big person, but he was fat. Um, and someone, I remember one time, a long time ago, he birth and he would try. That was his youth group. That was his, those were his kids. But trying to explain that to somebody who doesn't have a concept of our type of life and our family that we choose. So even though I told him he had no, I knew he had a fender stamp. And so you guys are it. Every one of you guys, he, and just like family, some of you he loves, some of you, some, <laughs> but he loved you all. And some of you guys don't get along and some of you guys, and that was his thing was there. And I looked and we were together. Thank you guys to thank me for sharing. I had no choice because that's who I married. That was, that was his thing. And to hear his stories, about his activism. He was fighting for you guys. And that's that's all that mattered to is you guys. You guys, 
he would tell me they were the ones that saved him. They were the ones that, that I could, and I was there to help him and to love him. And I sit there and I tell people, as I, I remember that when new greatness on a regular basis, so he was just my husband. And every time I hear your stories, I, I, I remember, I, it's not that I forget, but I remember how amazing he was and everything that he did. And how, I think Lilani said, he was, he could just go from speak one of our kids and the, a council person, anybody, as long as he was talking about his community, that's what it was. And one of the things, like they said, said he had a rich, uh, resting bitch face. So he always looked scary, right? <laughs> he, he scared the crap out of people. Um, and he would sit there and tell me, he goes, Juan, people think you're the nice one. <laughs> He goes, but you're the evil one. Yes, yes, I am. And now there's no one to keep me in check. Because um, I sit there until the time that I fought and I would fight, you they made him feel less than who he was. And many times you would pull me back and calm down. I'm like, I'm going to get them. You better keep your eye on me because I, 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 I will stay hurt. <laughs> So it's very hard in that app, but I want to thank everybody, everybody that I see, and I hope you guys have shown me how much, how much he meant. Not that I ever forgot, knew that, but as long as I was with him, that's what I cared about. So thank you guys all. Thank you guys for loving him and for helping him. So many of you have said to honor him is to continue to do the things that he has done for for this community. His youth group, his gray alliance. I'm missing some. I news Equestry. Oh my God, Equestry and nuts. He loved it just like. Oh my. Oh my God. Oh my God. Coming home and finding boxes, and he was excited to go. I'm like. What is this stuff? <laughs> He's like, it's our history. So, you know, all those things that that, that he did and the parade, sorry. Um, and the parade. There's so many other things I know that I'm missing. Big one. Uh, yeah, kind of a big one. Yeah, no. um, you know, volunteer. Make sure that it happens. Don't let it. And that's Juan Bustamante, Jeff Robinson's husband of a number of years. And that was from the event last Saturday at the Tower Theater across the street in the Chicken Pie parking lot where they had a remembrance of Jeff. Thanks for joining us. This is KFCF Fresno, and it's a queer thing. The show will be back next month. We'll see where we're going. Thank you. Thank you.